Hello, dear listener. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 22 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Who. Today, I'm going to talk about 31 signs of loss or disconnection with the soul. How can you know that an important part of you is missing, is lost? Or how can you have an idea if you are not connected with your higher self, the best version of you, and that's why you are feeling kind of lost or completely lost? It doesn't matter. So it's not hints that I'm giving you today. It's really those signs based on my observations along many years working with soul retrieval. Gracie here. I've been a therapist for almost 20 years already. This year, 2021, I will be 19 years working as a therapist already. But before that, I was already working as an astrologer because I've been studying and practicing astrology for more than 30 years already. And I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement only because if the person doesn't care about getting better about their self-improvement, I won't care either because how can you help someone who doesn't want to be helped, who doesn't want to make the minimum effort to become better, right? And that takes self-responsibility. I don't like the word guilty, but uh, if you realize that you are responsible for the things that you attract and create in your life, that very first step to change anything, because the cause of everything in your life is within you. And to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. Do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation. There is another episode in this podcast. It's number one called lost and retrieval of parts of the soul. It has to do with this episode. It's the most listened episode so far. I guess because this subject is so interesting, loss and retrieval of the soul. And we don't have much content out there about this, books or online information and it's so fascinating. That episode, number one, if you didn't listen to it yet, I suggest you to listen to it after this one or even before because it has to do, and in this episode, it was my first one, I talk about how someone can lose part of their soul and how I do a soul retrieval. And it it really complements this episode and also this episode complements that one and this one is 30 signs of loss and disconnection with the soul how can you at least have a glimpse an idea that a main part of you of your spiritual essence is missing and um, actually when your soul is present in you in your life you have inspiration coming very easily without you even 
having to make any effort for it. For example, I had this idea of writing a post for my Instagram, numbering signs, a few signs of loss of the soul. Then I took uh, a small piece of paper and uh, I started to write it down. But uh, then I was turning that piece of paper to write on its back and I realized, oh, this is too many items for a post. Then another idea, open your laptop and uh, write everything down on Word. Then another flow of inspiration came. And when I realized I had written 31 signs, then I thought I have an entire podcast episode here because I was also thinking about what to talk about this week. It was very clear to me that it was my soul who wanted me to talk about this subject because it's something so common, losing a part of the soul. And uh, there are so many people in need, not only of this kind of knowledge, but this kind of help, actually. Because if you, you don't have your soul with you, your life won't be fulfilling. And especially in these hard times of a global pandemic, right? People are losing part of the soul because of many things that I will list here. So it was a request from my soul to talk about this today. The soul has several parts responsible for specific aspects of our constitution as a spiritual being. It's very common to lose more than one part in a lifetime, just as it is possible to reincarnate without a part of the soul which was lost in a past existence. And when the loss occurs, the person experiences a feeling of inner emptiness or lack of some specific virtue. In that case, the soul is somewhere unknown in the spiritual world, which is different from the astral world, the astral dimension, where the disincarnate people live, right? Where the spirits um, live. The, it's uh, the, the spiritual world where the soul lives is another dimension completely different. And that's why it's necessary specific techniques and tools to access that dimension for a soul retrieval. Here, I will refer to the soul as she, because it's a feminine word in Portuguese. Okay, so if the soul left willingly because the individual didn't pay attention to her, it's very likely that she's well and happy in somewhere in the spiritual world. And she may not want to return to continue to be ignored or rejected in her will. Because in my experience, years and years doing soul retrievals, I learned that uh, the soul can leave the individual because she was too ignored and she tried to talk to that person. And how the soul talks to someone through the sensations in the chest. People say, oh, listen to your heart. The soul is not in your heart, actually. It's in the thymus gland. But anyway, uh, the soul talks through sensations. If uh, she 
approve something, if she likes something, you will feel a good sensation. And if she doesn't want something, then you will feel it's not a bad sensation, but it's more like a no in your chest. You know, it's really a sensation, a feeling. It's not a mental process because you're so... She can inspire you with ideas if you are connected, but um, if you are not open to it, if you, your mind is not open, then your soul will try to talk to you through those sensations in your chest. So if someone is too mental and doesn't pay attention to their feelings or uh, it's too rational and uh, rejects inspirations or intuition, then the soul can decide to leave. In my experience, it's not necessarily a very traumatic event to cause the loss of the soul. There is a, an old tradition, the shamanism, that considered the probable causes of uh, that kind of loss, talking about accidents, disease, or traumatic events. But in my experience, the reason for a loss of a part of the soul can be even silly sometimes because I've seen cases like this. The soul was so ignored that uh, she just decided to leave. That's why it's necessary when I uh, do a soul retrieval to work as a negotiator to talk to the soul and convince her to go back to the person. And if the soul has been lost because of a painful traumatic event, she's more likely to be unhappy in an isolated location in the spiritual world. And she may be lonely and uh, unhappy. Or maybe she left to be close to a loved one who is gone, especially due to physical death. That can also happen because the one who loves is our soul. If your soul loves someone, even if your head doesn't accept that feeling or think that that person is not so convenient for you for many reasons, financial, social reasons, it doesn't matter. If your soul loves someone, well, there's nothing you can do about it, right? You cannot choose people you will love, right? It just happens because it's something out of your control. It's a preference of your soul. So in some cases, if you cannot be with that person because um, you are apart geographically speaking or um, the relationship is over or because of specific circumstances or if the other person dies, your soul can decide to be close to that person and then she leaves you to be with the one she loves. But I will talk about this in a specific item. There are cases in which the loss of the soul was forced due to a process of black magic. These are very rare cases, but it can happen. In this type of situation, she, the soul, finds herself trapped in a place guarded by beings carrying out orders. And depending on the purpose of the magic, the black magic, the soul may be completely powerless and suffering in a place in the lower spiritual world. It's not the higher spiritual world. I had cases like this, very few, 
and very surprising. Each case actually is of a soul retrieval is unique and requires a specific approach and negotiation to carry out the retrieval. There is no way for me to know in advance the conditions that I will encounter. I only know the size and complexity of the hole when I go down into it. And that is what makes soul retrieval work so interesting. I learn a lot from each one, always. And in general, I can do it alone, a soul retrieval. However, there are more delicate and even dangerous situations in which I need the help of spiritual guardians, for example, because uh, there is always higher and invisible intelligences guiding me in this process. Since each case is very unique, there is no manual of how to do and what to do in a soul retrieval. I'm completely guided by my own soul and other higher intelligences to do this. And Every client that comes to me for a soul retrieval or for a, a therapy session or a therapy process, more continuous process, they are already mature for this kind of experience. And I see myself just as an instrument for this higher intelligence to help the other person. Actually, we are all instruments in each one's lives. That's what I think. But the most important thing is that since I work with the forces of light, the result is always positive. At the end of the session, however laborious it may have been, the retrieval is successfully completed and the client already feels the beneficial effects itself. Not only at the end of the session, but uh, on the days after the session, the client can feel and see changes in their life. So here are several signs of loss or disconnection with the soul, because those are different things. The loss of part of the soul means that uh, the person will feel an inner emptiness or will have lack of a specific virtue or a skill or ability that may cause difficulties in their life. If the soul is lost, it means that there is no contact with that part, okay? But if there is only a disconnection, it means that the person can access their soul, but uh, they just don't know how. It's easier, of course, having to perform a soul retrieval. And here, there's something I need to clarify. If you want to get in contact with a higher intelligence, it doesn't matter if it is your soul. And when I say soul, I also mean higher self, okay? Or essence, divine flame, the best version of you, okay? Your divine part, you as a co-creator, part of God. So if you want to get in contact with a higher intelligence, it can be a spiritual mentor, for example, a more evolved spirit. You have to raise your frequency, your energy, because they don't lower their frequency to reach us. We have to 
to the effort to raise our frequency in order to get in contact with them. And how do we do that? Changing our thoughts and feelings, our energy, so we can reach a higher frequency to contact the ones up there. So if you are disconnected with your soul, it means you are living in a lower frequency, in a negative frequency. And I'm not talking about thinking positive. It's a bit different than that. But um, I just wanted you to be aware of the difference of losing a part of the soul. It means that your soul is gone. It's in a place in the spiritual world, higher or lower. But if it's just a disconnection, it should be easier for you to get in contact with your soul. Okay? So, I suggest here that you pause this audio for a moment to grab a, a piece of paper and a pen to take note of uh, those because I will enumerate 31 signs so it would be interesting if you are really into self-improvement <laughs> and it would be interesting uh, for you to take note of the ones the items the signs uh, that you relate to most that you identify in yourself in your life okay because the more signs that you identify the bigger the need for you to go through a soul retrieval so let's begin number one it's the most important in my opinion a very uh, strong sign of really not not a disconnection but really a loss of part of the soul number one is lack of purpose or meaning in life when someone doesn't have a meaning in life it's just existing or doesn't have a purpose and it's just you know living for living if you feel your life is meaningless then that is a strong sign that you lost a very important part of your soul number two lack of motivation apathy chronic discouragement they're basically the same thing the you can have a, a purpose in life like a running a business for example because you have many employees who depend on you or you can have a meaning of raising a family for example it doesn't matter but if you feel a chronic it's not um casual discouragement a chronic is something that uh, lasts chronic discouragement apathy or lack of motivation then it's a sign of the loss of that part of the soul that is responsible for motivation for feeling alive you know that uh, for going for other things and it doesn't matter what is the goal number three chronic sadness and i'm not talking about casual sadness because we all have our ups and downs in life and uh, and reasons to be sad eventually but i'm talking about chronic sadness that can lead to depression that is an evident sign of loss of part of the soul because the soul being our divine part is full of joy right and uh, actually happiness is an art that we can learn here in this material world but the soul lives in a constant and permanent state of happiness 
So if someone is feeling constant sadness and even a deep depression, of course, the soul is not with them, right? Number four, it has to do with number three. Number four is lack of joy of living, lack of pleasure in small things. Because someone can have a purpose in life, can have motivation, can have encouragement and cannot be really depressed and sad, but uh, someone can be working as a robot, you know, in autopilot doing things, but not really enjoying the small things in life, uh, having pleasure and not really having joy of living. Maybe they are driven only by their ambitions, for example, by their ego, but they don't enjoy the process. They they don't have joy of living. Take a kid, for example, a small kid. They can be happy with very small things. Give them a small chocolate, a candy. They will be like a party. And a small surprise will make their day. But uh, when we grow up, when we become adults, neurotic adults, we lose that, uh, most of us, lose the ability to be happy with small things. And here I have to say, if you cannot be happy, if you don't know how to be happy with the small things, you won't know how to be happy with the big things. So if you think that you need to have like one million dollars in your bank account, so then you will finally be happy when you buy a specific car or whatever, or a big house, then you think you'll be happy because you cannot enjoy the small things right now. Uh, 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 that is a trap because your soul can help you get there only for you to find that your happiness was not in that car, in that big house, in that amount of money. Because those are goals of your ego and uh, your so is already happy. If you are not enjoying your life right now, the small things, having pleasure with them, having joy of living, you are not in contact with your soul. Number five, lack of desire to do even what one likes. Consider something that you, you really like to do before, like a hobby or whatever. It can be a work. It doesn't matter. You really like to do that. And... Uh, you are so bored right now with your life, maybe because of this endless pandemic and endless quarantine. It doesn't matter. And when you think about doing that thing you like it so much before, you don't feel that pleasure anymore. You know, you don't feel like doing that anymore. Uh, that's a dangerous sign that your soul is gone, that you are not in contact with her. Number six, market emotional need or dependence. The soul is independent, emotionally speaking. So if you think you need someone in your life because you are too needy or you are too emotionally dependent on other people, <laughs> of course, you are not in contact of your soul. And uh, not only in contact, but uh, you... Your soul may be very far from you, <laughs> leaving the freedom that independence gives 
and in somewhere in the spiritual world very happy apart away from you <laughs> number seven low self-esteem which has to do with constant insecurity indecision and lack of self-confidence if you don't value yourself if you are always insecure and don't know what to do and you if you don't trust yourself well there is a part of your soul missing the part responsible for self-value for being decisive and confident very confident because the soul is confident and the fear is nothing so if you're not feeling like this um, i'm not talking about the specific periods of time you know uh, I'm, I'm talking about someone that has this chronic attitude behavior you gotta consider something that lasts and someone who is not living their best part you know number eight lack of courage daring unfounded and generalized fear well that means that uh, the part of the soul responsible for courage for boldness you know because the soul is very bold very brave it fears nothing and so if someone is always afraid of something then it means that they are negative expecting the worst expecting bad things dangerous to happen to them and if they don't dare doing even small things they don't don't have the balls to go beyond the limits and um, they are missing their best part number nine market passivity emotional fragility lack of initiative you know that person who is too passive doesn't know how to say no accept everything even abuse and uh, someone who is very fragile emotionally and get hurt very easily it's not strong or someone with lack of initiative who is always expecting someone to take the leadership um, who always wants someone behind the wheel well <laughs> the soul is everything but passive and fragile <laughs> See, it's not so hard to uh, recognize when someone is showing a disconnection with their soul or even the complete lack of the soul in themselves or in their lives, right? Number 10, prolonged inner emptiness after a significant loss. What is actually an inner emptiness when you feel like a hole in the chest? what is that emptiness is the lack of part of you your best part actually so after a significant loss what kind of loss it can be a loss of a loved one by death change of city or country you are suddenly a part of that person distant from them or uh, it can be uh, end of the relationship another kind of significant loss uh, if you lose your work your job for example and you were too attached to it or you were used to identify yourself with that job with that um, 
work that you used to perform. Uh, another significant loss can be a big change in life, like uh, in status. For example, if someone loses all their money, or it can be a change in place. If someone moves to a different place who is not so good as the previous one, worse place. So, after a significant loss in life, it's okay, it's natural, it's normal, it's expected to be sad for a period of time. And depending on how big was and impactful was the loss, it can take many months to recover, right? And that's why mourning is so important. The person needs to get in contact with their grief, with their pain, in order to process the whole situation and accept that loss. But after some time, if the person finds themselves in a state of prolonged inner emptiness, that is a very strong sign of loss of part of the soul. And that's why the emptiness, because something very important is missing in their constitution. Number 11. Constant bad mood, negativity, pessimism. Well, the soul is very positive, is very cheerful. Actually, the soul has an excellent sense of humor. Some souls are so funny and hilarious. If you find someone who is in a constant bad mood, very negative, very pessimistic, uh, that's, that's a clear sign that they are not living with their soul. And actually, they are much more connected with darkness than with light. Number 12. Excessive anxiety. See, people in general have some level of anxiety. And what is anxiety? It's living in the future, expecting the worst expecting bad things to happen. It's using the imagination in a bad way, in a pessimistic way. But if anxiety reaches a high level and a very excessive level to the point to cause panic attacks, panic crisis, if the, those attacks or crisis become more constant, then you have the diagnosis of a panic disorder at this point. So excessive anxiety, especially to this point, or fear of the future or lack of confidence in life, that's another sign of loss of part of the soul. Because the soul is, well, see, for her, everything is already perfect. Everything is working right for the good. So there's no fear. It's not facing life, but uh, the soul knows everything is right. The soul actually works in a dimension of the causes. What we call miracle for the soul is like a game of creating reality and making it happen. It's so easy for the soul to create anything in your life. But the only thing is that we get in the way. <laughs> we are not in contact with our soul. We have no idea what she wants for us. 
and then we get in the way and if your life is not flowing easily like small or big miracles are not happening in your life amazing things out of nowhere then it means that you are not allowing your soul to act in your life because she wants the best for you when you fulfill it's your soul fulfilling through you so she wants you to be happy and if you are not um you are not letting her do the best for you because your ego is in charge of your head probably so if you are experiencing lack of confidence in life having too much anxiety and fear of the future you are not in contact of your soul and in a critical state of a panic disorder your soul is gone and it is of course necessary so retrieval to reestablish the balance inside of you because you are not balanced right emotionally and mentally speaking number 13 significant lapses in memory blackouts of specific periods of life or after traumatic events if you cannot remember well any specific period of your life it's like a total blackout especially if it is related with the traumatic event an emotional trauma that happened right before that blackout period of your life that you have no memories about it is a sign that with that emotional trauma you lost part of your soul and i'm not talking about bad memory you see i said a blackout after a traumatic event number 14 constant lack of creativity and inspiration what people call creative block well your soul is genius is brilliant it has answer for everything knows everything because it's part of god so your soul knows everything and uh, is responsible for those aha moments in your life and uh, you don't necessarily have to have knowledge about something specific to have that uh, spark in your brain oh try this what about that creativity inspiration you know those ideas that come ready in your mind you didn't you didn't even think about them and then you have that genius idea that inspiration that is amazing it's your soul working and in contact with you so if you experience a constant lack of creativity and inspiration you are not in contact with your higher source number 15 lack of common sense and excessive drama all the senses come from the soul the sense of aesthetic the sense of justice the sense of truth the sense of um, the common sense and uh, all the senses come from the soul so if someone just doesn't have common sense or is too emotionally immature to the point of excessive drama they are not in contact with their soul and they may have a lost part very far from them 
Number 16. And here I will give many descriptions related to one thing, psychopathy. And what are the main characteristics in terms of uh, behavior that configures psychopathy? Lack of empathy, lack of compassion, lack of humanitarian spirit and fraternity spirit, lack of ethics, lack of tenderness and affection. Someone with those characteristics will behave with excessive coldness to the point of cruelty, maybe, and uh, market selfishness. Those are signs of traces of psychopathy. And psychopathy, well, I'll talk about this at the end of this list. Number 17, mental stress, emotional stress. Of course, the individual is unbalanced and uh, the soul cannot reach someone in this state uh, and the person cannot reach their higher self if they are too disturbed. And uh, if you are too stressed, it means that someone who is not your soul is in control of your mind and uh, causing even emotional stress because all our emotions start with a thought. And uh, if you are not in charge of your mind and uh, the negativity is too high, of course, you, you will have a lot of stress. Always expecting the worst, always worried about... Because if you were worried about something, it means that you are not trusting that everything will be fine, right? The more worried you are, the more negative your thoughts are. Number 18, exaggerated and destructive aggressiveness. Chronic envy, evilness, revolt, constant anger or even hatred, fierce desire for revenge. Well, if someone is so aggressive that wants to destroy people around them, destroy things, they are too envy, they want the worst for everyone, they have evilness in their heart, in their mind, they are revolted, they are always anger, they are always hating something and wanting revenge. <laughs> well, they are so negative, they cannot, there's no way they can be in contact with their soul, right? They are living in darkness, which means their soul is gone. Number 19, self-dislike, self-bullying, exaggerated self-criticism, self-rejection, self-aggression, and even self-harm. If someone doesn't like themselves so much to the point of being always criticizing themselves, rejecting themselves, and uh, even being aggressive, it doesn't matter if it is only in thoughts, in words, like thinking they are not enough, they, they don't do anything right, and they are guilty of many things. It can be self-aggression in their physical body, self-harm. Well, it's so obvious the person is not connected with their soul because they don't love, they don't not even like themselves. They treat them badly, very badly, in a harmful way. Well, let's speed up because I have 11 more signs to talk about. Number 20, if you make a lot of effort 
to be like other people or to please even strangers, online strangers, in an attempt to be accepted and liked, then you are not in contact with your soul. Because your soul makes you unique. Everyone is unique, right? And uh, if you don't know your singularity, your uniqueness, it's one thing. But if you don't accept the way you are and try so hard to be like someone else in order to please other people, to be accepted by them, to be liked even by strangers, if your self-esteem depends on how many followers you have, how many likes you get, well, your ego is in control of you. And if your ego is in that role, then it means that you are not living with your soul. Either is your ego or your soul in charge of you. You are always allowing one of them. You are always giving importance to one of them, either your ego or your soul. If you deny your uniqueness, your temperament, your way of being, of speaking, of acting, of doing things, if you deny yourself and you lose your individuality to try hard to be like someone else, like other people, to be accepted, you are denying your own soul, your essence. And what happens if you deny, you reject someone constantly? that person will decide to leave, you know, to turn their back to you and uh, abandon you. And that's what happens with the soul. If you deny your soul too much, and uh, not only one thing is not paying attention when she tries to talk to you, but another thing is denying her. I don't accept to be like this. I want to be different from my essence. Well, my friend, <laughs> of course your soul will leave. We'll leave you alone. We'll go to the spiritual world to be happy away from you. And we'll leave you uh, with your own illusions. And uh, at some point, you will be so frustrated and so unhappy in your life. You will reach rock bottom. And then you will finally become humble to accept that your ego, you and your ego, are not in control of anything to lead you to happiness. Because your soul is the one who knows where your happiness is and the best and fastest way to get there. So if you are not living with your soul, if you are not paying attention to her, you won't be happy. You can have satisfaction, that kind of superficial and temporary satisfaction that the ego gets when it reaches something in terms of ambition, especially material ambition. But uh, without your soul, you won't have fulfillment in your life. And if you listen too much to other people, oh, you are too much this, you can be like that, you talk too much. And if you try to reframe yourself, your best impulses to be yourself, your essence, to express your essence. If you try to adapt yourself, reframe yourself to adapt to other people's expectations or critics, you are so damaged with your soul. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but uh, I've seen this 
so many times already because my work doing a soul retrieval is of a negotiator and sometimes the soul just doesn't want to go back to the person. I have to be very persuasive. I have to, you know, my soul inspires me with unbeatable arguments <laughs> to convince uh, the other person's soul to go back to them and make wonderful things in their life. Because actually, if your soul is gone, <laughs> it's because she doesn't trust you. So my role as a negotiator is to try to establish that trust somehow. So please, never compare yourself to other people trying to be different from who you are. Okay? Uh, only to please and to be accepted and to be liked accept your uniqueness because that's the secret of charisma and the secret of success you have success if you have your soul working with you if you are aligned with your soul otherwise you will have a lot of frustration and failures in your life 21 excessive and paralyzing shyness and shame and why is that because the soul is so spontaneous the soul can be introverted it's not necessarily extroverted every soul is unique it has a different temperament okay but uh, shyness and uh, shame are ego things and why is that because the person is too afraid and too worried about what other people will think and say about them. Then they refrain themselves and uh, they have this excuse, I'm too shy, I'm ashamed of doing this, because they don't want to expose themselves. Their ego doesn't want that exposure because they can not be good enough, perform in a good way, and they are afraid of being criticized and rejected by other people. But the soul doesn't have these issues. The soul is not worried about what other people will think, right? So excessive and paralyzing shyness and shame indicates the lack of power of the soul, that part that is just itself <laughs> and doesn't care about what other people think because doesn't have that evilness in mind. The soul doesn't have that evilness of expecting the words from other people to be afraid of what they could think because the soul is perfect already. <laughs> uh, number 22 falsehood, hypocrisy, dishonesty, and lack of character. Of course, right? If someone likes to lie, especially if they lie in a compulsive way, if they are false, hypocritical, if they are dishonest and they don't have a good character, of course, they don't have their soul with them. Because as I said, all the senses come from the soul so the sense of justice the sense of honesty the sense of ethics the sense of truth and i don't think in this case a soul retrieval can change the person who they are because they were born like this 
because they were already like this in a previous life, right? And also, I cannot help someone who doesn't want to be helped, <laughs> right? I don't even waste my time trying to convince anyone. If the person doesn't feel like getting better, they don't want to become better people, why should I worry for them? right? It's not my problem. I'm not responsible for them being like that. If they don't want to change, it's their right and they will pay the price for that. Number 23, exaggerated rationalism. You know, when the person is more like a thinking head, disconnected from their feelings, from their body, they're just a, head, a thinking head with the body attached to the head but they are disconnected from their feelings. They are always trying to understand their emotions through analyzing them. And they may even not accept their feelings. They try to rationalize everything. If they are living too much in their own heads, this way they are very disconnected from their soul and their soul is probably very far from them. <laughs> and very happy in another place. Number 24, chronic lack of intuition and insights. Remember when I said about creativity, lack of creativity, this is different. What is intuition? It's uh, already an idea of a certain thing. If you do this, uh, everything will be fine. When you don't follow your intuition, you get frustrated, you get fails. In your life but if you follow if you trust and follow your intuition everything will be fine our rational mind needs a process a, a logical process a plus b plus c equals d intuition is receiving that d the final result ready in your mind without the logical process okay so intuition comes from the soul because it's a way of how your soul talks to you or at least tries to talk to you and also insights what is an insight is an inspiration is that idea that comes ready to your mind out of nowhere you were not thinking about this or you were thinking but then the final solution comes to your mind and you feel like an aha moment inside of you you feel like oh this is genius that's the an insight intuition can be like having this idea of going somewhere to do something you were not thinking about this and then you, when you get there you find exactly what you were looking for and you had no idea you could find it there for example i have many moments of intuition and insights in my life because I'm always in contact with them, uh, not 100% of the time, but uh, it's very easy for me to be accessed by my soul because I am a very positive person. I'm not saying I'm always thinking positive. No, I am positive inside of me. So it's very easy for my soul to contact me. And on the other hand, it's very easy for me to contact my soul. And that's why I can do soul retrieval because I have this skill. It's easy for me to reach other people's souls and talk to them. And I am very honest with myself. 
I don't like lies, for example, truth is everything. I rather raw and honest truth, but a terrible truth, than a dozen of half truths or um, smooth lies. I always prefer to say and hear the truth. And uh, I'm not afraid of truth, actually. A lot of people are afraid of knowing the truth, right? Because they cannot handle it. They prefer some sweet illusion, for example. It's not my case. So that's why it's so easy for me to be in contact with my soul and to be contacted by my soul and receive intuitions and great insights in my life. Number 25, low level of emotional intelligence to know how to relate well with others. There are people who are not good in dealing with other people and they are likely not easy to deal with also. I will speed up here because uh, I have 31 signs here. Well, number 26, exaggerated pride. You know, someone who is so authoritarian, a despot person, someone who acts like a dictator, someone who gets offended by anything, any little thing, someone who doesn't admit to being upset, not knowing how to deal with frustration. In this case, the ego is so big, is so strong, there's no space for the soul to express herself. Number 27, any kind of vice, vices, compulsions, and obsessions harmful to the person or others. And of course, I'm talking about smoking, alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, shopping, any kind of vice. Because what is a vice? It's a way to find pleasure in life, right? And it can become a compulsion or even a, an obsession that can be harmful to that person or people around them. If you are not getting pleasure in your life with small things, if you need so badly that you are addicted to it, well, you are not really in charge of yourself, right? You are a slave of your vice, of your compulsion. And in this case, of course, it's not your soul who is in charge of your life. <laughs> Not you, not your soul, it's just your ego. Because uh, if you really need something so badly to get pleasure in your life, your soul is not present, making you happy with small things. Number 28, suicidal behavior that is not always caused by depression. I had a case of a woman who tried to suicide many times, but it was not because she was actually depressed she was it was just a desire to draw attention and the cause was an extreme emotional need she was very needy and wanted attention and it was her way to draw attention and uh, also a suicidal behavior can be caused by spiritual disturbance here in Brazil, this is um, a very common and accepted subject of uh, the spiritual world spiritual obsession when you have a spirit someone disincarnated trying to affect someone's life in a bad way or try to be in control of their will and so someone who is uh, presenting a suicidal behavior they are not necessarily depressed in a, in a strong 
process of depression. The cause can be different from this. And uh, if they get to that point to take their own lives, to finish that own physical lives, uh, it means that their soul is not in charge, right? And uh, they are not in balance, spiritual balance, actually. Number 29. It has to do with 28. Serious spiritual obsession and even the case of being held hostage by black magic work, which are different. A spiritual obsession, uh, having a spirit trying to do harm in your life or even causing a disease, a physical disease. It's not necessarily related to a black magic work behind it, but all black magic work has a spiritual obsession involved. So, see, I didn't use the word uh, being victim of uh, black magic work because I don't believe in victimism because a victim is a powerless person, right? Impotent. And uh, I think if you are in a bad situation, no matter what kind, it means that you don't have enough knowledge or vigilance. You were not vigilant enough to be aware of what was going on, right? So if someone is in this very sad situation, being held hostage of a bad invisible influence from a spiritual source, it's because they're so is not there to protect them, to take care of them. Somehow the, the soul was lost before this, or as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, the soul can be away because of a black magic work and is held like in prison in a place in the lower, in the lower spiritual world. And in this case, when, when I do a retrieval like this, which is very rare, actually, but uh, I always need help from um, spiritual mentors and uh, spiritual guardians, some of my friends. Number 30, physical disease of any kind, mainly chronic, as it indicates that the person is not at their best. If you are doing your best, if you are respecting and accepting your temperament, your essence, your true self, um, then you are in a state of being positive with yourself and treating yourself right and um, you are okay with your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your self-esteem is okay, so your health is balanced. But if you, for any reason, are not working at your best, then your physical body will show that, you know, any imbalance in, in your inner constitution will be reflected in your body as a disorder, as a disease, or even as an uncomfortable symptom, right? But if the disease is chronic, it means that uh, really that imbalance is happening for too long, and your main part is not in control, meaning that you, your, your soul is perfect, right? It's just perfection, divine perfection. So, of course, if your soul is in charge of you, you have uh, health, perfect health. So, any physical disease, especially chronic, um, it means that um, there's a disconnection with the soul. And... Last but not least, <laughs> number 31, 
psychic illness. And here I will mention intense neurosis. See, the regular, uh, ordinary human being has some neurosis, has some level of neurosis. It's normal in our modern society. But here I'm talking about neurosis in a more in an intense level. And also, all, as I define it, psychic illness, intense neurosis, paranoia, schizophrenia, Alzheimer's, even dementia and madness. All those represent a total disconnection with the soul, really. And actually, both psychopathy and madness are the most advanced stages of soul loss, which show a total, as I said, the total disconnection of the individual with their higher self or spiritual essence. And uh, I don't think a single soul retrieval can change this psychopathy or madness, because uh, to get to this point, the person needs time, you know, maybe more than one life and in a specific type of behavior to lead to this illness. But as I said before, I can only help someone who asks my help, right? Who, someone who really wants to get better. I'm thinking about putting all these uh, signs, the 31, in my website so people can see them very clearly and can find them very easily online. So if you identified many of these 31 signs in yourself, in your life, or in someone you know and you want help with the soul retrieval in getting contact with your soul, in having your soul in charge of your life, but you are not sure what to do. Well, first of all, as I said, I never know in advance what I will find when I go into a hole, right? So it's necessary to really put my sensitivity to work and identify the cause and the best way to manage the situation. If it is necessary just one soul retrieval or many sessions, I don't know in advance. But if you really want to do something about it, you can go to my website, which is gracyhoo.com, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O.com, and you can schedule a free 45-minute enlightenment call with me. I will need your birth data to raise your birth chart, and at the exact date and time that you choose, that works better for you, I will call you and we can talk about this. If you listen to this episode and could identify many or even a few of those signs, we can talk more about this. Your birth chart will give me a lot of information and then we can make a plan on how to work on your case. Okay, or even if you are just okay with your life, with yourself, but you want to know your main challenge for this life, why you go through so many things, those bad patterns in your life, or if you are just curious to know what are the main lessons you are here to learn in this life, your birth chart will give me those information too. So you can book your call and we can talk more about this. Okay. That's it for today. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.